it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast brought to you by Novogratik & Company, a national accounting, consulting, and valuation firm. You can learn more about Novogratik & Company's professional services, as well as the resources we provide for affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy tax credit professionals on the web at www.novocode.com. This week, we will discuss key compliance dates for new market tax credit applicants. We'll also review more information about the status of the Long Housing Tax Credit Modernization Bill and provide an update on the current range of pricing for housing tax credits. First, let's look at the timeline of compliance dates that new market tax credit professionals should be aware of for the remainder of 2008. Allocation applications for the 2008 round of new market tax credits were due last week, and the CDFI fund predicts it will make an allocation announcement in October. In the meantime, many entities that submitted applications by March 5th must meet additional remaining deadlines in order to be eligible for an allocation. Specifically, previous NMTC allocatees must meet certain Qualified Equity Investment, or QEI, issuance thresholds by June 13th of this year. These QEI issuance requirements apply to all prior allocatees, including most awardees that received allocations under the Gulf Opportunity Zone, or GO Zone, Act of 2005. For example, to be eligible for an allocation in the sixth round of new market tax rate allocations, a first-round allocatee must demonstrate that as of 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on June 13th, it has either issued and received funds in hand from its investors for 100% of its QEIs related to that first-round allocation, or issued and received funds in hand from its investors for at least 75% of its QEIs and that 100% of its total round one allocation has been exchanged for either funds in hand or has been committed by its investors. In the NOAA, the CDFI fund notes that the term funds in hand does not include committed funding. So essentially, either 100% of the funds in hand have to have been received or 75% of the funds in hand have to have been received, and there has to be a complete commitment for the full amount of the allocation that remains to be funded. The June 13th deadline is the same for all prior allocatees, but the thresholds differ for each round's allocatees. Section 3 of the 2008 Notice of Allocation Availability, or NOAA, describes the thresholds each prior year's allocatees must meet. Only one group of awardees is exempt from the QEI threshold requirement. Fifth round, GoZone allocatees are not required to meet QEI issuance and commitment thresholds with regard to their GoZone and MTC allocations in order to be eligible for an allocation in the sixth round. If an applicant has been fortunate enough to receive an allocation in multiple allocation rounds of the NMTC program, there is a special rule that applies. A multiple allocatee will be deemed eligible if it can demonstrate that as of June 13th, it has issued and received funds in hand from its investors for at least 70% of its QEIs relating to its cumulative allocation amounts from prior NMTC program awards. This is exclusive of fifth-round GOZON allocations and fourth-round GOZON allocations, so long as the allocatee, with respect to its fourth round goes on allocation, has issued and received funds in hand from its investors for at least 20% of its QEIs. Another important deadline to note for prior allocatees is March 28th. The CDFI fund says that allocatees that require any action by the CDFI fund, such as certifying a subsidiary entity as a CDE, must, in order to meet the QEI issuance requirements, Submit such requests by March 28th in order to guarantee that the CDFI fund completes all necessary approvals prior to June 13th. These dates can be found in the 2008 NOAA, which can be found on the CDFI fund website at www.cdfifund.gov or 
at the New Market Tax Credit Resource Center at www.newmarketscredits.com. Don't forget to mark your calendar with one more important date, the 7th Annual New Market Tax Credit Spring Conference, which will be held in Washington, D.C., June 12th and 13th. You can register online at www.novaco.com events. Discounted registration rates are available for groups of four or more attendees. For more information, send us an email at events at novaco.com. Now let's turn our attention to the status of the Housing Tax Credit Modernization Proposals in Congress. As we discussed last week, it's expected that House Ways and Means Chairman Charles Rangel of New York will soon introduce a package of legislation designed to modernize the housing tax credit. We originally thought the bill would be introduced this week. However, Congressman Rangel has been in the hospital with flu-like symptoms such that the introduction of this bill is likely to be delayed. Rangel's modernization proposal is likely to differ somewhat from the measure introduced by Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington late last month. One of the most significant differences may be a provision aimed at addressing the frozen rent problem facing many tax credit properties, which the Senate version does not currently include. Early reports indicate that the House version of the modernization package may, and I emphasize may, include a provision to amend the housing tax credit program to allow projects receiving allocations at any time through the end of this year to be able to base rent and income level adjustments on 100% of the change in current area median gross incomes, or AMI. Similarly, for projects receiving allocations beginning in 2009 going forward, rent and incomes would be based upon the current AMI limits rather than the limits based upon historical exception adjustments. Under this approach, LIHTC rents would remain tied to income limits, and this is different than a suggestion floated by the National Association of Home Builders Housing Credit Group, which proposed indexing tax credit rents to the National Consumer Price Index, or CPI. As I already mentioned, we're unsure when Congressman Rangel will introduce the bill, given the fact that he's in the hospital with flu-like symptoms. In the meantime, stay tuned to TaxCreditHousing.com for any late-breaking developments. Our third and final topic this week is current LHTC equity prices. As of last week, loan-muzzling tax credit equity investors were reporting prices similar to those we reported earlier this year. In January, Bob Moss of Boston Capital reported LHTC pricing in the mid-80s, which is lower than tax credit prices seen in 2006 and in the first quarter of 2007. While tax credit price varies by transaction and market, generally speaking, the price for credit has dropped while the yields are up, a reversal from a year or two ago when prices were up and yields were down. In a discussion last week, Rob Malden of John Hancock Realty Advisors LLC reported prices from the low 80s to the low 90s. He says this price range is based on variations, including how quickly the equity goes into the deal, the risk-adjusted return, and whether or not the deal is a 4% or a 9% deal as bond deals generally see a higher credit price. Like Moss, Malden ascribes these prices to a disruption between supply and demand. He reports some estimates that 50% of the demand has temporarily stepped away from the market. Malden says the days of the credit being sold for a dollar and sometimes even more are over, and credit prices are a sign of an adjusting market. He says, quote, there's a significant piece of the equation in the demand side that has gone away, and in any good market, when you have an upset between supply and demand, this is the kind of thing that's going to happen. Do we look at it and say, is this any riskier as an investment than it was a year ago? No, it's just a different market, end quote. Patrick Nash of J.P. Morgan Capital Corporation also noted that there are fewer investors in the market 
as well as less capital. Because of the nature of the market, Nash said, J.P. Morgan is going to be more selective, particularly in regard to the real estate fundamentals and the market and the attributes of a transaction. He says, quote, we've always been strict and we're going to continue to do that because we're in a position to do so, end quote. We've also noticed anecdotally that many developers are receiving initial bids from tax credit investors in the mid to high 70s. We'll provide you a more in-depth look at the state of the affordable housing equity market in the May issue of the Novogratic Journal of Tax Credit Housing. More information on this publication can be found online at www.novaco.com products. You can also hear about the tax credit market firsthand from industry experts at our credit and bond financing for affordable housing conference in New Orleans on May 15th and 16th. To register online, go to www.novaco.com events. Attendees will also have the opportunity to participate in a volunteer event coordinated with Habitat for Humanity. If you'd like to learn more, you can send an email to events at novaco.com. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. If you have a question about any of the topics we covered this week, or if you have a suggestion for future podcasts, send us an email at cpas at novaco.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Please tune in again next Tuesday when we'll discuss policy changes at state housing agencies to address the volatility in the LHT equity market. We'll also review the impact the turbulence in the tax and bond market is having on affordable rental housing. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.